crystal bowl immersions is what I call them. Mm -hmm. I actually call them celestial crystal bowl immersions because I bring in a, a, um, the angelic energy and then um, a meditation throughout. And those have been really, um, really profound. Mm -hmm. And people are extremely open to those those vibrations. Yeah. Um, it's been really interesting to me to see how certain people, a lot of people come as the first time that they've ever been to one. And when they get up that you can just see the amazement in their whole face that they they don't know how to put words to what they just experienced. Mm -hmm. And I think that's fascinating because we're, you know, to me, we're simply expanding our own energies. We are opening ourselves up to the light and becoming more in tune with who we really are and who our essence truly is. Pamela Aloya, you work in a lot of different fields or in a lot of different uh, angles in a specific field. Uh, you are looking to help people and better their lives. You've written a few books. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about how you got started in your work? Sure. I had been working uh, at a job that was probably a good 60 hours a week. It was a startup company. It was, I have to say it was invigorating. It was a small company. We had a lot of, uh, a lot of work, a lot of fun, a lot of long hours. Um, but I was, it, it was taking its toll and I didn't realize it was taking its toll on me between that and some other personal things that was going on. I wound up having some personal, uh, health issues. Um, that I couldn't get rid of. So for a couple of years, I was not feeling well. I was on different medications and nothing seemed to be working. In an effort to help with some of those symptoms that I was having, I reached out to alternative therapies and some worked and some didn't. But the ones that really worked for me were the energy ones. So Reiki was a really big one. Once I, once I took the Reiki class, everything just opened up for me. And it took me a while to figure out that that was what it was that had done what they had done it. One of one of the many symptoms that I had was migraines, and I was up to five migraines a week, and the medication was just kind of doling the pain. So I would go to work, I come home, and I would just be flat out. I was missing out on my kids' lives. I was missing out on extracurricular activities. I was missing out on everything. So um, when I took the class, um, it took. You know, I was managing pretty well, but one, one day my husband says, hey, you know, you haven't been uh, complaining about any of your symptoms for since you took that class. And I never put it together. I was like, there is something to this. 
So I started to take more classes and learn more about energy work. I learned more about meditation and being aware of how different energies affect affect me, especially in the realm of other people's emotions. You know, you know how you step into a room and you know or you have a feeling of how people are doing. You know, you just you can feel if they were just arguing or if they were laughing or if they're just having a conversation. You could feel that energy. Um, so I would usually just let things stuff things down and just not address how I was feeling about whatever situation I found myself in. Um, and Reiki really helped me understand that I needed to address my emotions, my feelings, and that I wasn't processing them. So that's why one of the main reasons why I was getting some of the uh, illnesses that I was getting. Mm, okay. So Reiki was kind of your entry. Reiki was my, yeah, my door opener. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I learned Reiki in the late 90s. And for me, it did the same kind of thing. It really propelled me forward yeah. on the healer's path. Um, I thought right. to myself, you... for myself at first, yeah. you know. Right. Yeah. Do you, you still know. use it? Yeah. Yeah, I sure yeah. do. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, I, yeah, I enhanced I, it, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because it grows, you know. Right. Once you find out that you can do that, you're like, oh, let's expand this and then share it, you know. Because yep. that was one of the things I said. I said, oh, my gosh, I didn't know this was out there. And other people need to know. You know, how can I share this with other right. people? This is fascinating. And then some people are like, whoa, what are you talking about? You know? Yeah. And some people are like, I don't want to hear it. That's for you. Mm -hmm. You know, and other people are like, yeah, tell me more. Tell me more. So it's been an interesting journey. Yeah. I think it's fabulous that it's uh, energy work is definitely being used now in more of the medical realm with cancer patients, hospice and things like that, which I think is fabulous. A lot of nurses know Reiki now. So it's just definitely more common as opposed to when I started it about 20 years ago. So yeah. I think it's it's definitely on the right path. Yeah, it uh, they like it, actually, because you don't have to touch the patient. And right. it's like no harm, no foul. You just yeah. come on in and do whatever you want to do. Right. Uh, I think I to in one of the languages I speak of the of Reiki to people, depending on who I'm talking to, as as I can try to make sense of it for other people, I say mm -hmm. it's kind of like active prayer in that, you know, mm -hmm. you're you're aligning yourself with a specific type of um, positive energy mm -hmm. and you're wishing well on the other person and you're basically acting as that conduit. Mm -hmm. uh, for yeah. that, for, for the, you know, the divine light or whatever, uh, to come through and do what it's going to do. Right. Uh, so I just say act like active prayer, you know, you're, you're actively praying and wanting somebody to feel better. And if you're on that basis or that understanding of, of spirituality, then that makes a lot of sense, um, mm -hmm. from that almost a religious perspective, but uh, energy work, you know, it's all, yeah. we're all talking about the same thing with different, different, uh, you know, ideas and labels to it, but yeah. And different understandings of it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when you learned Reiki, did you learn emanations or any kind of, uh, vocal, uh, pronouncements or anything like that aside from the symbols? Uh, no, actually okay. not what, not when I initially learned it. No. Okay. When I, kind of like you, I expanded, learned different types of Reiki and then different types of energy work. And the, I don't want to say toning came into that as well as different prayers and, and things like that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It, it was, it was more an evolution. Yeah. 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 It was, it, I think, uh, 
you know you don't have to be a purist with Reiki. It, it really works well with a lot of different fields and a lot of different understandings of uh, working with uh, a person's situation or um, case or whatever it might be. Um, you know you can utilize acupuncture, acupressure, yoga, and Reiki goes along well with all of those. Oh, it sure does. Yeah. It sure does. I, I was always told and I always felt that it, it, it can do no harm. Right. You know, it's just, it's and it's intelligent enough, it's going to go where it needs to go. Yeah, yeah. And and there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of forms that are very similar. Um, Reiki kind of stands out in that uh, it is fairly, it's like the most... Uh, simplistic version of energy work, I'd say. You get attuned. Yeah. You get yeah. symbols. You yeah. put intent, and you know, you can feel your palms open. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Super yeah. simple, right? Yeah, it is very simple. It's a great base. It's a great base. Yeah. And for some people, it's enough. You know, you, right. you don't necessarily need to go and learn a, a ton of different things. But um, I think, for me at least, getting. Uh, the more sensitive, I don't want to say that because I don't want to alienate other people too, but you start feeling the differences of the energy modalities, mm -hmm. you know, and it's really, I think it's fascinating because they're different vibrations and one isn't better than the other. It's just having a couple tools in your toolbox to say, okay, what, uh, what healing modality matches best with this person's vibration this day when they walk through the door, right, you know, right. and what works best for me today. So yeah, I think it's fascinating because you never know what you're going to get, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, do you use uh, crystals or gemstones at all? Absolutely. Yes, uh, crystals. Yes. And at first, I thought it was kind of silly, but I, I love the crystals now. They're they're part of. I don't want to say every session because they're not part of every session, but um, I have crystals all around my home. Mm -hmm. I switch them up all the time. Um, yeah. So some people would think I go a little crazy with it, but I, I do believe that um, that they do help with the energy of the home. Yeah. Based on what's going on with uh, people and, and their, their lives, I've changed things to support whether, you know, we're going through transition or grief or celebration, whatever it is. I'd like to switch things around to make sure that we're, we're having the most love possible in, inside the home. Right. But, yeah, I'll use them also for the um, uh, for individual sessions. I carry some with me. Uh, I put a few together. I actually have um, a couple of shows I went to. Um, mind, body, spirit type of holistic shows mm -hmm. and I put a few together for different types of things like, um, you know, heart harmony and um, being disciplined with your, your psychic abilities and things like that. So they're fun. I mean, it is, uh, I have been truly blessed and fascinated by some of the information and camaraderie that um, I feel comes from the crystals. Yeah. And I feel the same way about plants too, plants and trees and, and, you know, everything has energy. Yeah everything emanates something. And if you can resonate with it and communicate, I believe you can communicate with everything that, it, you know, emanates some energy. So exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. All radiant it's, it's forms. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Of which yeah. we do as well. So <laughs> yes. right there with it. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Did you have a, uh, a gateway stone, something that got you into the crystals or the gemstones? Uh, I can't say there was one specific one. No. Um, I remember, I don't even, I don't remember how I got into it. There's mm. a there's a shop that's about 45 minutes away from me, and I remember walking in there the first time, and 
I was just amazed at how many stones they had. I didn't, I didn't know where to start. Yeah. So yeah. I imagine, I, I believe I picked up like five or 10 of the you know, little ones just to start. And then from there, you know, for f several years, I had to put a budget on myself yeah. when I went to, to make sure I didn't go haywire. Yeah. It's like <laughs> and now that. I, you know, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Uh, I got my mom into it too. Cause she's like, I don't know. I don't know. You're going to make me spend a lot of money if we go there. <laughs> You know? Oh yeah, um, yeah. It's it's. Yeah. Uh, I, I like to tell people, um, it's it's an addiction, but it's a good one. It can it can be it can be. <laughs> I have since uh, I I have I did go recently, but I didn't. I think I only bought one or two things. But I find that um, you can just call in the energy of the crystal. You don't need right. an actual crystal with you. You know, because right, right. I was traveling a lot for one of my jobs, and I would all—I wouldn't always, but sometimes I forget the crystal, and I'd be like, "Ugh, all right, we'll just call in this energy, and and we're okay." I mean, yep. is it nice to have the crystals with you? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But you don't need them. Yeah, I had a friend back in the day, and uh, he basically didn't. He he was subscribed to that as well. That once he attuned to the stone, he didn't need it anymore. He was mm -hmm. already, you know, he'd already breathed with it. He already knew its mm -hmm. atoms and its atoms knew him. And then he would just be able to do that exact same thing. Just, you mm -hmm. know, uh, utilize that energy. Um, yeah. And that's kind of a, 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 I'd say it's a very strong concept uh, to, to work with. But it's definitely, you know, you're potentizing this in your mind. Uh, amethyst. Mm -hmm. When I say mm -hmm. amethyst, it's going to bring different things for different people. Uh, right. Purple, uh, glassy crystal surface, maybe, or maybe a, a you know rough stone, but it's going to probably bring about a purple energy, a crown chakra mm -hmm. type of energy for somebody. And if you can do right. that, if you need the energy, if you need the balance, the the mental balance or the uh, clarity, call on amethyst, and that right. will you know it's there. If you know the if you know what an amethyst is, and I right. think that it's very very. Uh, good to do that and probably really good practice to do that too yeah i had a yeah so you get yeah you familiarize yourself with it if you haven't already yeah you know you keep deepening that relationship you have yeah with that yeah it's a for some it's a hobby to collect i had a customer um i used to do a lot of gem shows uh, salad gem shows and i had a customer oh, wow. he was a collector um uh -huh. and he said he had to put a support in his garage underneath the room where oh his gosh. rock room was because they were so heavy wow. that his wow. floor was sagging. <laughs> oh my goodness. So he had to add supports in the basement. So that's a lot you know, of crystals. It is an addiction. <laughs> <laughs> and it's heavy. But oh, uh wow. yeah, yeah. Um but what's really cool about crystals is um a lot of them are fairly abundant. They're um yeah. so accessible and also very yeah. easy to gift. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, for me, I, I did, when I had a studio for a massage therapy, uh, muscle therapy, and I did, it was the first time I had ever provided Reiki as a service, um, which oh, I wow. thought was great. Cause I, I got to do it more. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I also did crystal layouts along with the Reiki. Yeah. So it was really, yeah. uh, it was a lot of fun to work with people's, yeah. um, um, uh, you know, dilemmas that they were working with and try and find the right tools to uh, help yeah. lessen the uh, lessen the load of whatever they had yeah. going on. And I um, 
a lot of fun, a lot of good practice. And uh, I like that idea of calling on the stone. That's a that's a very profound and uh, and, and very valid way to approach stones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the subtle yeah. energies. Yeah. I mean, the stones are, I don't want to say all of them, but they're all over the earth. Yeah. You know, so why not call on them and they can hear us? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Respond. Yeah. I want to say it's the, uh, was the Maya that had that belief that, uh, they were uh, the, the they were people of stone and of sky, so they were like part earth, part heavens, you know. Mm. And their way of looking at that was the stones. So you look at the, I mean, stones is in you know pyramids and things like that, but yeah, <laughs> larger yeah. stones. But still, the people of the stone and the sky. That right. uh, idea that you know uh, we're all connected. You yeah, know, we're all connected here with the stones, with the universal life force. And, mm -hmm. you know, the stars were all stardust, that whole idea, that concept. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Now, how do, you, yes. how do you work with clients currently? I work with clients individually and collectively right now. So I have a, a studio. I work out of my home right now. And I also go to various different places to do individual sessions as well as workshops, meditations, and classes, things like that. I do offer a few certification classes and I also do some online things. Um, I have a, th for this month, I have something called Wednesday pick me up. So if it's the middle of the week and you need a little pick me up to get you through the week on, on the Wednesday mornings, we sit for about half hour, nothing too crazy. Uh, so if you don't have time, it's quick and short, especially if you need to get off to work mm -hmm. and we do a short reflection, we do a passage from one of my books and then we do an attention for the day and then off you go. You know, just kind of keep you keep you moving. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's I keep in touch with folks that, that way. Always meeting new people. Um, referrals is great, you know, because people are like, oh, so-and-so said this. So let's go and see. Yeah. But uh, a lot of the um, I will say I started the sound bowl. Um, crystal bowl immersions is what I call them. Mm -hmm. I actually call them celestial crystal bowl immersions because I bring in a, a, um, the angelic energy and then um, a meditation throughout. And those have been really, um, really profound. Mm -hmm. And people are extremely open to those those vibrations. Yeah. Um, it's been really interesting to me to see how certain people, a lot of people come as the first time that they've ever been to one. And when they get up that you can just see the amazement in their whole face that they don't know how to put words to what they just experienced. Mm -hmm. And I think that's fascinating because we're, you know, to me, we're simply expanding our own energies. We are opening ourselves up to the light and becoming more in tune with who we really are and who our essence truly is. So that, that's been, that's, that's like near and dear to my heart for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. The vibration, I, I think, mm -hmm. uh, the idea that they use, you know, an organ in church and mm -hmm. to really, uh, get the vibration moving get the spirit flowing, yeah. um, singing bowls. It's the same kind of idea. Yeah. And again, if we're all radiant energy, if we're all vibrating and we attune or we're being attuned by a specific uh, sound or tone from a bowl, mm -hmm. that's going to align us or align a part of us to that same energy. And, and in an idea or a concept that the chakra would be something that is toning at a certain speed and a certain vibration mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it will help to heal 
or to realign and and spin that chakra. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. It's and it's where lovely. do you do that at? I do that at various uh, different places. Um, so healing cafes, I guess you could call them, or different holistic um, spaces. One's a chiropractor space, one is my home, and one is uh, a yoga space. And actually, I used to do them in a, a just a, a shop in a, in a little strip mall because hmm. she had this huge space. Um, and that was lovely because she she didn't have rugs hmm. so it would just reverberate off the walls and the floor it got really loud um but she wow. has since uh changed her her space and it's okay. no longer available so but yeah so anywhere i can and i'm actually i'm actually talking to a couple of the people to see where else i can do it because it's, nice. it's really it is definitely something that people are open to and wanting yeah they're really just drinking it in now oh yeah yeah and, and i i guess uh and again, on the line of like Reiki, this isn't something that's going to do harm. This is something right. that's all beneficial. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought the experience, now there, there are similarities, but as I tell people, especially new to Reiki, if you come for a Reiki session, you may leave here feeling a certain way. Mm -hmm. Let's just say you leave here feeling a little tired because, you know, we move some energy. You might be tired. That's okay. The next time you come, though, you might leave here completely rejuvenated and inspired and have all this energy, you know, so it really matters how you come and what you're bringing with you. Yeah. And your experience may be different every time you receive energy. Same thing for the bulbs. Yeah. So your, your experience is going to be a little different. And that I love. Yeah. Don't get used to a specific outcome. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. The thing with anything like this is, you know, got to look at it. Uh, like radiant energy, you know, it's like an emotion. Yeah. It's constantly yeah. turning and changing, and yeah. uh, every little adjustment adjusts that change of emotion and energy, right. and radiant force. That's and you know, every day is going to be very different. Every moment, right. really, but um, very small changes. But then, if you do something like an attunement, what the outcome is probably won't be the same every time. Right. That's right. that's pretty. Uh, important to know that yeah 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 uh, are you where are you based i'm outside of philadelphia about okay. 40 minutes outside the city southeast southeast okay um yeah. right near you know the king of prussia area yep yeah i used to right live in phoenixville so yeah okay know yeah. that area very well yeah okay there you go yeah yeah <laughs> well that's great yeah good area to be in lots of good it's, studios there there are yes and yes. um, and then, of course, it's a very large city, so a lot of people that live around there as well. Yeah, and more and more people, you know, getting interested yeah. in this sort of thing, you know, which is which sure. is great. Yeah, like I said, when I first started, it, people were not understanding of it, and now everybody understands mm -hmm. the need for balance, how it helps with mental health, how it helps with physical recovery, you know, mm -hmm. and everything. It's just an all-around great asset. Yeah, it's definitely had an evolution in uh, yeah, in sure. you know uh, social consciousness. Uh, yeah. People are a lot more accepting of many different things, and not even accepting, but they have the background or the basis to understand the concepts. And when you have that, then you have some you have a ground to stand on when you hear about something like uh, singing bowls or Reiki. It's right. Like, oh, okay, I kind of get that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, they yeah. already have some kind of concept maybe from tv or a program or something like that and it's like oh yeah True. i've heard of yeah, that 
basis. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very just got to keep, keep, keep that up. Keep the mass consciousness learning and, and elevating yep. their vibration yep. through that. Yeah. And do you, um, so you do like Zoom um, sessions and phone yeah, sessions? So, yeah, we'll do Zoom session and phone sessions. Yeah, so it depends on the person. Um, I have a few folks who are out of state, so that is very helpful there. And of course, through the pandemic, everything was for a while remote. Although yeah. there were some folks who were quite reluctant to go remote initially because they like to be in the space, which I, I totally understand that. Yeah. And they, they were every single one of them was quite surprised. They're, they said, I didn't think it was going to be that powerful. Right. You know, remotely. And it was. Um, and some of them, you know, af afterwards, after the pandemic was kind of cleared up, they stayed remote because yeah. they were driving far. And others are like, no, I still want to come in person because there's something about being up. So it's a preference. Yeah, you know, it's a preference. Yeah, but some of my workshops and uh, like um, the um, the Wednesday pick me up item that that is um, online too. Yeah. And I started off offering some of my sessions online and in person for folks because I do have because of some of my books that I have published. There are people all over the country who are part of my mailing list and who I communicate with. So it just opens up the doors for them too. Yeah, absolutely. And you do you do expos and as well mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. People can find you doing uh, workshops in person. Yes, yes. I'm actually in Delaware on July 30th. It's called Illuminate the Illuminate Festivals. They're oh. all over. I think they're nationwide now. Oh. Um, and it's the first time they're doing it in Rehoboth. Wow. So I'm very excited about being part of that. I have a. I do have a the first workshop of the day at 11 o'clock. And hmm. uh, we're going to be talking about uh, a program that I'm starting, which is called foundational success for the energetically open individual. Hmm. I feel like there are certain things that um, myself included and people who are on this energetic journey who, especially when they're starting off, struggle with when they, when they start learning about how intuitive they are and how affected they are by energy and how to communicate that, especially in their, in the relationships, but also in their jobs. So we talk about things like um, how important mindfulness is and what that really means and what that looks like. We all know what it is, but do we do it enough? And how, how can being more mindful open up those doorways to not only energetic awareness, but also how to communicate with ourselves and understand what's going on with ourselves. And I'll give an example. So when people, certain people get angry, they don't know that they're getting angry. So I, I also do um, anger management classes. Hmm. So some people just automatically snap and they, they never feel that um, crescendo right. of emotion. Oh. So mindfulness will bring us to that space where we can be like, oh, hey, wait a minute, I'm feeling this. This is what I'm feeling physically. You know, these are the thoughts that are racing through my head, even though the person may not have meant how I received it what they said. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so we, we need to understand um, how to deal with conflict compassionately with ourselves first and then with other people Yeah. and then learn how, how can we actually communicate that to other people in an, in an assertive way that isn't um, cause a lot of, I, I find that a lot of um, energetically open people are not as vocal as they could be. Right. They don't like conflicts. They tend to shy away mm -hmm. and they overcompromise to help to get other people to just to get to an agreement without really being in their 
power and being in their strength by bringing what they desire to come forth. Yeah. Um, so I think those sort of things that we talk about and building the program I have kind of builds things up from the mindfulness to meeting the conflict compassionately and then seeing conflict eventually as a transformation. How do we transform this into a relationship? If we can, there's lots of fact, tons of factors involved. Um, it's just really fascinating to me when you start going into the psychology and what's going on behind the conflict with your values and your thoughts and things and your beliefs and things like that. And then how do you communicate that and how not only communicate it, but keeping your boundaries, mm -hmm. setting those boundaries and keeping them and as appropriate and healthy. That's something I see a lot of my clients also struggle with. They want them, they put them in place. And then two weeks later, they're knocked right down for whatever reasons. Yeah. So I think it's really important to set those, those kind of standards up that base, that foundation. So when you get, not only when you get, but my idea is that we're here to increase our vibration. We're here to realize who we are as expansive beings. And if we're dealing with conflict and not putting ourselves forward and not get not not necessarily not communicating what it is that we need or want in relationships in our jobs, whatever it is, we are just keeping ourselves just at this base vibration that may not be very good for us. Why not make sure we have all those tools in place so that we can address those things when it, when they happen? Um, understand our triggers, understand where our growth is so that we have that down pat. I'm not saying it's, it's going to go away. It's not going to go away, but we know how to deal with it so that we can spend more time in the, in the joy and in things that make us happy um, and taking care of each other, you know, whatever it is that brings us to that next level, that next vibration. So we can all live different and, you know, very stress-free lives if we can. I mean, I'm, I'm very... Yeah optimistic about all that yeah wow and that's something i think it's part of the journey and it's definitely yeah. part of that initial or initiation into this um the path whatever that may be for the person right is the um awareness of your space awareness of mm -hmm. your relationships yeah um, awareness of you know who you are it's, it's self-discovery so Knowing yeah. yourself is uh, knowing yourself as a reflection and all the things around you. When you come to wake up um, in, in that real term, wake up, uh, you see that there may be elements around you that aren't supportive, that are right. combative, right? that may have been set up by yourself. Exactly. Um, and yep. that the old life or the old you has set these things in motion yeah. and with with a little empathy you can see how difficult it is for somebody to quit smoking because they try 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 and then they fall back and they fall yeah. back and it's just this yeah. habit that they don't even know is happening and yeah. our emotional relationships with others and with things is very much the same as a and as, as an addict or a person that's a smoker for an example that can't quit Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. We kind of are slightly addicted or hinged or hooked mm -hmm. into this behavior pattern or this behavior exactly. cycle. Yep. And yep, sure. once we're looking in the mirror and we're saying, oh, boy, what did I do? What did I start? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> How far along are we in this? You know, that wake up call. Um, not that not that everything has to go away. That's definitely one way to, to work with things is to remove yourself from the situation 
And, mm -hmm. and it's probably a very healthy thing to do to gain ground and to gain understanding for yourself so that you can approach them with a new fresh eyes and a yeah. fresh approach. But um, it doesn't have to happen that way. But there right. does need to be that boundary declaration. Like, sure. okay, well, this isn't, I'm, this isn't going to work for me anymore. And yeah. I'm working on moving mm -hmm. beyond or, you know, being yeah. more uh, supportive and appreciative of those around me so that they can be more supportive and appreciative of me, mm -hmm. whatever means is best for the person. But that's, I feel like that everybody has kind of a story of like coming to being and having to deal with family or friends or something that Absolutely. wasn't fitting with their new, um, you know, their new Dharma or their new path. Um, you know, I think we all have it, I assume, unless Absolutely. we were just born yeah. into it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't met up. anybody. Oh. <laughs> I haven't met anybody that doesn't have something they're improving on. Uh, you know, depending on who you talk to, that's part of why we're here. Yeah, know, to, to to learn and grow in that way. Yeah, an ever expansive approach. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And um, so, how many clients are you seeing in a month, or uh, does it kind of range a lot? It, it does range. Uh, I'm in the process of, you know, I, I don't know. I should know because I was just um, in my little Excel spreadsheet. Um, I My goal this summer has been to find more places to do my workshops. Mm -hmm. um, so that has been my uh, my focus for now. And it's, it's knock on wood, it's going pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, I would also like to, um, so yeah, so if you ask about number, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm honestly not sure. It fluctuates, yeah. It fluctuates, yep. Um, although I thought, you know, it really depends on the year. Because I was looking at that a while ago. I was looking at see which which um, which months might be high and low. And you, mm. you would think the summer might be, and, and it's not. No. So I, I can't remember what I learned from that. Um, but it's... Um, that I, what I learned is that there is no ebb and flow. Mm. Like there is no, I mean, there is an ebb and flow, but there's not a consistent ebb and flow every year, right. every month. Right. You know what I mean? For each month. So you just got to go with what the universe is providing you. You know, when, yeah. when the universe is, is sending you folks, you say, okay, I'm here, I'm open to receive. And then when the universe says, hey, I think you need a break, you can't stress <laughs> out about it. You know, you got to say, okay, okay, I'll, I'll use this break productively. Yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah. Yeah. I found that uh, living in that area, that in the summer there's a um, there's a large movement to the to the shore, and oh, yeah. in the summertime, yeah. a lot of people that is what they do is they they kind of leave the area on the weekends on their free time to go to the shore. Yes. And yes. You know the summer is not busy. <laughs> it's very like oh okay, <laughs> a lot of time to do your own thing. You know. I got a lot yeah, of hiking yeah. in when I lived there. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, that's mm. hiking here is is wonderful. It yeah. is wonderful. A lot of a lot of great spots, little you know, little nooks and crannies, and just great to kind of unload. I mean, that that was one of my biggest things during the during COVID was finding different places to go outside and walk in nature and just kind of let the all the stuff go you know i almost felt bad for some of the areas because there were so many people flocking yeah. to the outdoors oh yeah but i wasn't sure if it was too much energy for the for the <laughs> earth to you know to clear but it wasn't it was fine that's what we all needed you know right we needed to get out there. yeah yeah they do say that uh there is there is a resource an energetic resource that uh when there's a large surge of people that mm -hmm. that 
resource is tapped, it is mm -hmm. lowered um, mm -hmm. in vibration or in, in its, uh, you know, compensation to, to the other, uh, mm -hmm. to the human that's there. If there's a hundred thousand people going through there, it's going to be a little different than if there was just yes, yeah. yourself. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, yeah, I've definitely heard that that's a thing. I, I haven't experienced that directly, but um, I do know that uh, it's a very possi possible thing. I know it's like hauntings. They say with hauntings, if you go into a house with a bunch of people, eh, mm -hmm. there's not going to be a lot of energy to go around. But if you go in with yourself or with a small group, there's likely to be some activity that could uh, that could come up. Yes. Because there's not the, the energy isn't just being dispersed into as many uh, people. There is. Yeah. Strange, yeah, yeah. but you know. Strange Have you experienced know. any hauntings? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Some hauntings. Yeah. I've I've looked for it. Sometimes. Oh, you have looked for it. Oh. In the past. Yeah. <laughs> I don't go <laughs> and do that anymore. <laughs> Just work and mitigate with what I got. But um, yeah, absolutely. It's it's an interesting um, it's an interesting world we live in. It is. And um, I can't give a definitive explanation as to what's going on. I've come up with theories um, for myself because for me, I just need to have some kind of reality basis as to why things happen okay. the way they happen. Okay. And um, I've definitely, you know, there's definitely things that are going on that are very active and things that yeah. go on that are kind of like a movie playing. Okay. And they yep. seem to be very different. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, things, you know, uh, energies. Uh, mm -hmm. I would, I wonder how long they last. Um, because I, you know, you hear stories and it's a story from maybe the 1700s of, you know, a horrible thing happened and, the, and this ghost is still in the house or the 1800s. Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah. Um, the idea is that, you know, we're, we're kind of interjected into this, um physical reality and it is a like a matrix of time and space mm -hmm. and we are this um the way i look at it in a metaphorical is like a sword in the stone mm -hmm. while we're alive mm -hmm. but when the uh when we leave the sword is freed from the stone but it leaves an imprint and that imprint is not the sword and it's it's a an energy that is um, space basically in the stone. Okay. Okay. So it's an imprint of the consciousness that's left in the in this matrix. Um, then there's the active okay. stuff. Mm -hmm. So that space would be kind of like that residual. Wow, I saw a guy and he seemed to be doing. He seemed to be at work, and this used mm -hmm. to be a lumber mill or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, very residual and who knows why that's happening right um, but then there is the active stuff and I believe that that is likely um, a lingering maybe a broken part of the sword or um, external like a, a non a non-human hmm. not to say that a spirit is a human just to say that the energy was part of a had a source of a human or something like that but then there are those that aren't human and mm -hmm. um it's kind of like what we call angels or something like that or mm -hmm. genies or you know keeping it nice uh there are those things that aren't human that we exist around as well that have very little ability to 
interact with our world, mm -hmm. uh, but sometimes they have a little bit more. Sometimes they gain, mm -hmm. they gain access or something like that. You hear a mm -hmm. lot about Ouija boards being used and, um, you know, kids leave it, leave the planchet on the Ouija board or something like that. And mm -hmm. The spirit's mm -hmm. able to come through. I don't know if any of that's accurate, but <laughs> I do know that, um, for me, um, in my, in my experience, Reiki was one of the, uh, greatest tools that I came across to be able to create a protective barrier and mm -hmm. to create, um, a safe space mm -hmm. and a way to connect and to um, remove if necessary. Yes. Um, I know that a lot of that is also my own intent, but Reiki has given me like a vessel to work with to uh, safeguard from things yeah. that are, um, you know, less desirable and for, yes. for other people or for myself. Um, and that's part of that. Um, part of that awakening or part of that becoming awake to the reality that, you know, this is all you and mm -hmm. you have a lot of control. Mm -hmm. And I think in now in physics that is proved with the observable reality that when we look at something, it, it'll move, you know, our intent alone will, yes. Uh, yeah. you know, make objects exactly. at a distance move and, mm -hmm. um, we're all doing it. So it's really about, it's a power struggle or a power tug and pull with uh, the thing that is and the way we would like it to be as mm -hmm. it is and how we want it to be based mm -hmm. on our intent. Reiki was really good for, for me for uh, learning a tool to work with subtle energy. Mm -hmm. And um, I know there's other forms out there, uh, other types of things like Reiki. Do you, do you know any of those? other forms of uh, energy work? Sure. Um, I work with a couple different um, modalities. Uh, magnified healing was one of my near and dear ones. Mm. That works with the violet ray and Kuan Yin. Mm. Love Kuan Yin. Um, and that was, that was, that one had a profound effect on me too. When I first, that was the second thing that was, I learned that after Reiki. Um, and, and that was, I still, I use that, almost every day, mm. to be honest with you. Okay. There's a, another modality called integrative energy therapy. And this one's really cool too. It works with the angels, uh, about nine angels. And it, the belief is that we hold different uh, lower vibration, vibrating emotions within our spine. And we do some energy work to release those. And then we imprint something positive. So Let's say we're, we're feeling guilty about something. We'll release the guilt and we'll, we'll bring in some innocence. Mm -hmm. we'll, release, um, we'll release anger, resentment, and bring in forgiveness, things like that. Uh, so some people find that very, um, very helpful. Yeah. I actually have one, one woman who says, it feels like my whole body is going through this icy hot thing. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, that's, that's cool. And then you know it's working. But yeah. um, I do that one too. Um, I do angelic light weaving, which is... Um, working again with the angels, a different set of angels, and working on um, the filaments of light that we come in with and ensuring that they are, um, how do I say this, that they are intact and um, really say anything that needs to be released. It's, again, it's they all kind of do similar things, just a different vibration and a different method to do so. Yeah. Um, do a celestial heart healing, which is about healing your heart, obviously. Mm -hmm. That's lovely too. 
um, and I do past life regressions mm. uh, and a little feng shui. And a little feng shui. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> a little energy in the environment. Yes. Uh, with the past life regressions, um, you use like a hypnosis form of hypnosis? No hypnosis. Okay. No, no. No hypnosis. It is, um, it, I guess you, you would call it more like a meditation. You know, you kind of guide them into this deep, deep relaxation. I mean, you can, if you need to get up in the middle of it, we've had it myself included when I've been doing my own or with somebody else. If they need to get up and go to the bathroom, they get up, go to the bathroom, come back in mm -hmm. and they go right back into it. Um, so no, we don't use the hypnosis. And, and the point, what I like to do with the, um, and how I learned it too, I don't know if you're familiar with Carol, Carol Bowman, but that's who I learned um, past life regressions from. Mm. And she was the first person to do past life regressions, at least in the U.S., uh, with children. Oh, okay. uh, her own child had these immediate recalls about past lives, and she's like, what's going on here? Mm. So she reached out to all the top folks who were doing past life regression therapy at the time, um, and she came up with this method to draw some out of her children because both of her one of both of her children wound up having some uh, some past life regressions there um, so it's it's truly fascinating to me um, for the longest time I have to tell you Nick I did not believe in past lives mm. I remember going to a couple of meditations where we did past life meditations and ev well they were past I shouldn't do the quotes sorry um, <laughs> they were right, yeah. quote but everybody had this amazing past life recall where they were you know nefertiti oh, or wow. they were you know every yeah, like some prominent figure <laughs> everybody and i'm looking around the room like this can't be real right, <laughs> you know right. what i mean i was sitting there like are people making this up so for years i would not do anything past life regression wise and then i had a client of mine who's like i think you'd be so great at this you should study it you should do it mm -hmm. and if you do do in between the lives because I have some questions, you know. So, oh, right, right. Yeah. So eventually, I, I wasn't even looking for it. I remember going through something on my phone and I saw this uh, this advertisement for a class with Carol Bowman. I called her up. I said, "What do I need to do?" And we had a very long talk because most of who she was working with was mostly psychotherapists and doctors and things like that. And she's like, "I'm not sure if you're a really good fit." By the end of the conversation, she says, I think you're going to be fine. Come and join the class. And the rest is history. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, um, I'm trying to remember who got me the book. I think it was my mom got me the uh, Many Lives, Many Masters book. Yeah. 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 Really, really neat. Yeah. And um, that is an eye opener. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, <clears throat> I know that there was that whole thing like uh, who who were you in a past life, you know, King George or whatever. Um, that is a turnoff. That's definitely a turnoff because you're thinking that because that yeah. immediately you're like, well, how's that? You know, how are you zooming in on that? Uh, <laughs> you know, I I I'm had not saying that everybody was wrong, but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just it's very like, interesting like, that everybody's you know yeah, famous. It, <laughs> But I like to, um, and I don't know what, uh, well, I guess people do it all the time, but we, we, we identify a pattern or something that's going on in your life that says, Hey, you know, we keep hitting this and it's hindering me from moving forward. Right. What do I, you know, let's get rid of this. Yeah. I actually had one gentleman come in and he, I can't remember what his intention was, but he left, um, accessing, he had accessed a past life of a, I don't know 
some some kind of work that he did that gave him an, an idea for his next work project in this lifetime. Mm. So he worked with lasers or something like that. And he came out and he says, I know exactly how to do the rest of this project. And I thought that's fascinating. Wow. You know, wow. you still know what you're going to get with the that. past lives too. It's, it's, it's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the more famous, um, past life regressors, uh, was, uh, Edgar Casey. Yeah. Who, you know, kind of gave a lot of, um, I don't know that he was telling everybody they were famous uh, at all. I believe it was much more mundane than that, that you lived in Atlantis and things like that, pretty mm -hmm. far back uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, for the uh, past life, uh, the life itself. Yeah. And um, yeah, he was, he was, he went into a trance uh, asleep. Yeah and uh access that zone and mm -hmm. he was the teller in for right. the person so it's very right. different than way, yeah. the way we look at it now with it is. you yes. are the person right. telling about telling about yourself right right um right and so i kind of yeah. i kind of like that and i i also believe that that's an evolution of us as a as a race that we are able to do that yeah part of me believes that not everybody had that capability. So Edgar Casey was the, the channel for that. Right. Um, and now we are, I'm a firm believer. We have the answers within. So as an energy worker, we're just facilitating, peeling back those layers so that person can find what that answer is. Mm -hmm. um, we, we're, we're not telling people how to live, what they need to do. It's them figuring out for themselves with a little bit of help. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, um, do you, so both of my regressions that I had done, I went back to the moment of death. And mm -hmm. is that pretty common within uh, More, past life regression? I would say most of the time we'll get to, uh, maybe 70% of the time we get to the point of the death. Mm. Um, and sometimes we'll get to the point of the death and people either just get right before and then they get scared and they don't go through. Mm. Or they jump right to the other side and they're like, Oh, that wasn't that bad. I mm. thought it was going to be worse, you know? And some of them, I, I will say there were, have been quite a few where it is, it is very traumatic and very, um, dramatic, yeah. you know, so, some of the ways people have died and what they've held on to what was reality. Going on. It is, yeah. it's, it's really, and as a practitioner, you really need to separate yourself from that and, right. you know, carry them along so that they can still get what they need to out of the session, but, um, still be okay, you know, with the emotion that they're feeling. And I have to say they, they usually are okay with it, you know, mm -hmm. especially it's lovely and not everybody gets here. It's lovely when you pass the, when you pass the death point and then you meet a guide, um, to kind of review your life, uh, mm -hmm. and then see, and see where you can pull the similarities from that life to your current lifetime. If there are any, yeah. um, you, you usually are. Uh, so that that's usually fascinating and that that usually provides such a, a relief for people and an understanding. Uh, it, again, it's just lovely. It's yeah. lovely work, you know, when people are willing to do it. And and if anyone listening is is uncertain if they want to do a past life regression therapy session, know that your know, spirit will give you what you need. I had one client come in and say she wasn't sure she wanted to do it. So we said, spirit just give us something light and mundane you know nothing nothing emotionally deep whatever and 
we did. She had a lovely, um, I don't know what time frame it was, but I just remember her saying that I'm lying in this bed and I'm dying and I can smell my body decaying and I'm okay with it. Hmm. So after that, you know, she, we, we, there was more to it. I'm simplifying it. Yeah. There was more to it. But then she came back. She said, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to do a deep one. And we did. And it was fine. Yeah. So there, there's spirit takes care of us along right. the way. Gives us what we can handle. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. We can handle a lot. So some people go we through can. a lot. Yes, more than we think. Most of the time, yeah. that's true. Yeah. 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 Right. And um, as far as your outreach goes, um, you know, in the next year, two years, three years, where, where do you see your business going? Wow, that's a very good question. Well, an abundance of individual clients, an abundance of online presence, as well as within the community. And I say that I think uh, my my heart is near and dear to the community, which is what I'm doing right now. So I think once I get that um, more spread out as I'm doing, I think in the next year or so, I'll also start really pushing more online things. Yeah. I'm starting to introduce them, but um, I, I, I think that's another branch that needs a little more focus um, than what I'm giving it. Yeah. 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 So more focus on that. <laughs> yeah. And probably another book or two. I'm, okay. I'm working on some books. So you and you have uh, three books. I have four books now. Four. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So one is about nurturing healthy change. And that really is about that. I actually wrote for myself in a, in a way um, because I was going through a lot of change when I first started doing the energy work. And it was a lot of um, it was just different for not only for me, but also for my family to get used to me believing in this sort of thing and coming from, I grew up Catholic. Um, so that had a lot of initial confrontation, I think. Uh, so nurturing healthy change is really about focusing on yourself, bringing in the love and uh, finding the places where that resistance is and being okay with that resistance and working through that resistance. Uh, speaking up for what you need in terms of schedule, changing your schedule around. I think that's really important too. A lot of times we get into a, a rut of, you know, going to work, extracurricular activity or kids or whatever it is, and we're just running around ragged. We need time for ourselves in there. Um, I wrote a book called 52 Pick Me Up, which is a weekly inspirational um, book. And it provides uh, little excerpts of little inspirational I guess blurb, I don't know, blurb's not the right word. A little excerpt of inspiration and then some reflection and an affirmation. Uh, and that's lovely. I, I, I pick that book up every so often and do that for a few months at a time because it's, it's, a, it's a nice thing to go back to. Uh, over the pandemic, I wrote a book called uh, The Daily Cloak. Hmm. And The Daily Cloak is about uh, energetic protection and clearing. I thought, that it was extremely important to have this book out during the pandemic because there was so much going on with the political realm, mm -hmm. with the vaccinations and all that sort of thing. So getting to and, and being responsible for the energy that we're bringing to a situation. Right. Um, that that I think is my biggest takeaway. So that that, that book explains what energy is, how we can, tools to that we can use to kind of manipulate it manipulate it's not the right word impact Utilize. it shift it, yeah. shift it. Mm -hmm. um and then in the back for folks it gives a step-by-step -step, um scenario so if you're traveling how do i want to clear the energy how do i want to protect my energy 
if I'm going to a family gathering where I know it could be a little tense, how do I set myself up? How do I clear the energy for myself, the space, and protect everybody? That sort of thing. So I thought that was really important to get out there, near and dear to my heart. Hmm. Um, and then the last one was a, um, it's called The Curd is Only But a Moment. And that was a mindfulness journey that I did for myself. Started before the pandemic and ended during the pandemic, where I was going in nature all the time to be mindful. And that was, um, that was, that was just wonderful. So I, I took a lot of pictures. Uh, some of them turned out with some really neat orbs in there that you just, mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting. Um, and then, and I wrote about that. Yeah. Basically. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Well, that's a lot, a lot to, uh, to work with. And, um, do you have all your books online through uh, your website? All my books are online. Yep. Amazon. Yep. If you go to my website, it'll link you right to where you need to go. Okay. Yep. And, and your website, if you want to say it, I'll have it linked yeah. in the uh, description too. But. Oh, okay. That's fine. My website is PamelaAloya.com. It's P-A-M-E-L-A-A-L-O-I-A. -A -A. Uh, and that's my author website. I also have a link there to my services website, which is Soul Angel. S-O-L-A-N-G-E-L.com. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you for uh, for being here today, and um, really loved uh, our discussion. And yes. look forward to a future one. I agree. Sounds good to me. Perfect. Thanks, Nick. Thank you, Pamela.